All right, hello and welcome everyone back to the Commander Clash podcast. And today we have a special one. First off, I'm here, the Codfather. Uh, I am back on the podcast. Uh, Tomer is traveling today. And uh, more importantly, our topic today is uh, we will rate your cards. So we have asked you, the esteemed listeners, viewers, subscribers, what cards you want our opinions on. And uh, we got a good list. Uh, so joining me today is Seth, better known as Saffron Olive. The Welcome back. Around. Welcome back, Richard. Good to have you back. <laughs> hello, hello. Uh, we have Phil Brewer's Kitchen. How are you doing, Phil? Hey, yo. Excited to talk trash on some of your cards. Not all of oh, them no, are no, 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 no. <laughs> We're going to gently provide feedback. Uh, Krim, the Asian Avenger. How are you doing? I'm pretty good. Excited to look over these cards. Uh, you know, like and, and talk about them with all y'all. All right. So uh, last week we put out a call on the community tab. If you want to uh, talk to us or check out what's what's going on on the YouTube community tab of the MTG Goldfish Commander channel, we we posted a question, and uh, this this episode was actually suggested by one of our fans on the other podcast that said you should make an episode where Richard dunks on all your favorite cards. <laughs> and I'm like, wow, okay, I can do that. Uh, my grades may be a bit harsh on this podcast. It turns out it may be true, uh, but we will we will see. Uh, so as a reminder, our grading system, uh, S, auto-include staple. Uh, a, really good overall. B, good in certain decks. C, average. And D, have a specific reason to run them. Uh, so we, we, are, we are rating for generic power. Uh, so keep that in mind. And uh, with that, away we go. So first off, Wookiee595 suggested Oakum Adversary. Now, Oakum Adversary is a 4-drop, 2-3 green creature, death touch. When it deals combat damage to a player, draw a card. But it costs 2 less if your opponent controls a green permanent. It's Phil not gave it a D. Oh. Seth gave it a C. Kermit Richard gave it a D. <laughs> We're not high on this card. What do, what, what do we think, Seth? It's it's not that bad. I think the problem that people maybe miss about this card is a 2-mana two 2-3 two, death touch that draws you a card when it deals combat damage. That's not bad. The problem is you need to have a green permanent on your opponent's side of the battlefield, which means if your game goes like a typical commander game and people are spending the early turns casting rampant growths and cultivates and things like that, this probably isn't coming down on turn two. And later in the game, it's just not that impactful. It can block, get blocked or it can uh, be killed by a removal spell. So I feel like it's, even though it has that cost reduction, it's a little bit too slow for me to really want to play it, even though there's a lot of green decks in commander. Phil, yeah. you actually play green sometimes. Yeah, but <laughs> what do you I think I, about this card. <laughs> I mean, it's cool if you play it for two, but that's probably not happening unless they have a Birds of Paradise or like a Mana Dog. They're probably going to ramp with Rampant Growth or something if they play green. And then for four mana, you can just play a Toski. And for two mana, I mean, it's not in green, but I think a Baleful Strix is just, I mean. The two three body doesn't really do anything, and if you draw one card of it, that's probably what the card does for you, and then you can just play Baleful Strix. Ah, it's just not really there. Just on a generic power level, I just probably would find a better, better well, card for this slot. This requires the opponent to control mm -hmm. every permanent. Yeah, that's terrible. 
this is going nowhere. Like, 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 well, yeah, you know, I'm there. You're never, you're going to pay full retail for this, but like, it, like <laughs> this is a, at its best, right? Assuming that somebody goes turn one, any one of the green things that I, I despise. And then I'm also somehow in this weird universe playing green. Uh, dude, the, the, I, I don't know. This card doesn't do enough. I, I used to be Wookiee 595 maybe two years two years ago you asked me I would say this was like a B or a C and I actually put it in a significant number of decks and it never did anything ever uh, like Phil in the set said a green permanent on turn two means your opponent had to play like turn one mana dork right and if they don't then you're you're out of luck and even if that's the case you need to hit at least twice if you hit only once it's a baleful strix, not good enough, right? Like you need to hit multiple times. So so much has to go right for this card to do anything useful. Uh, I think it's just simply not worth it. Uh, I I wouldn't even like I, I would cut it. Like I, I would, would you play it in elves it. though? Like, <laughs> if, okay, if my pod had dedicated elves players like all the time every week, no, then but, yes, but I would play it. it. If I played elves, this is useless for me, right? Okay, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's so bad at four mana. Can you give a mana dork somehow? Like, it works if you dousing dagger. Like, dousing dagger is a two drop. You give him a green plant. It like kind of works, but then on the two they, drop, ooh, I'd rather then, just play the dagger, right? So, oh, but like, then you have a death touch with a dousing dagger, though. This could get somewhere. <laughs> really, but really, like, is the reward high enough that you're gonna play a two card combo to make this card work? Like, are you gonna play cards that gives your opponent green things so you can get a like slightly it's better not a combo. Yeah, that, that, that and then a, they can jump block. That's them. a no no, right? Like, like. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah, this 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 one this one's tough. So we're, we're we're settling on the group average of D until uh, Wookie destroys us in a game and it shows us otherwise. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, next up, uh, Demolisher Man, uh, Demolisher Man, Sire of Stagnation. Uh, it draws cards, can stop your opponent from playing lands, and eats away at their library. It's a six drop in Demir. It's a 5-7. When a land enters the battlefield under an opponent's control, that player exiles the top two cards of his or her library. You draw two cards. Is this Demir, Colorless Sphinx's Revelation? Uh, Sphinx's Consecrated Sphinx? it's not Demir, uh, like Richard. It's <laughs> it has Devoid. devoid. It, 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 it's Devoid. It's colorless, okay? Uh, but it costs blue and a black to cast. <laughs> uh, so I, I rated this kind higher than you guys, right? You and Richard uh, gave it A's. Phil and myself gave it an A. Seth gave it a C. Crim gave it a B. So we're yeah, all over the I'm, place on this one. I might be a little biased because last weekend somebody played this, I think, on turn four and then protected it for, I think, the whole game. I guess in turn eight or something, there was a board wipe. They drew so many cards. I Sure, it's, it's expensive, but if you ramp it out when people still make land drops, you're drawing like six cards every rotation and they I, it is very expensive but i can't i lost so hard to it that i can't give it a low grade here i kind of like this card this is kind of i i might want to try and play this some more actually it was so cool and people are going to play lands and if they ramp who play that or play this with a tempt tempt with discovery <laughs> and then people uh, greedy, get the lands, and you draw that the cards. That just really Ooh. guarantees no one's going to take your attempt with discovery <laughs> yeah. offer. I think in that game, even I, who always yeah. takes the land, I don't think I would do it if there was a sire stagnation. Y'all be 
tripping. This is a trap card. It's a trap card. It reads like a good magic card, but when you play it, it does nothing. It's like, imagine if Consecrated Sphinx wasn't guaranteed to draw you a card. Imagine if your opponent's like, hey, I already got 10 lands on the battlefield. I'm not going to play my lands while you have this out. That's what the version of Consecrated Sphinx this is. It's I gave it a C, and I thought I was being generous. I was thinking it could maybe be a D, honestly, in the like unplayable category. It's just too easy to play around. It, it comes down Hold the land, you would actually miss a land drop if someone had a Sire Stagnation on the battlefield. I well, mean, I mean, yeah, okay, I so in the fill scenario <laughs> where it comes down on turn four, then probably not. Then Sire might actually be good. Say turn but, eight, if, but if this is coming down turn, <laughs> sure, yeah, I got enough lands to do what I need to do. I'll just not play lands until I sure. kill it. Like, why, sure. why would I? Wait a minute. No, you would just play lands into it? Wait, wait, wait. I, I would, you don't I pay would 100% one. not miss land drops even on turn 8. <laughs> you don't just pay one for Mystic Like, you guys so, better be removing it because I'm playing my lands. I'm ramping. Wait, so y'all get mad hold at, off on a rampant growth. Y'all get mad <laughs> at me for not paying one for a Ristic Study or a S-Percentinal, but you're just going to drop useless land number 9 into a Sire of Stagnation? That makes no sense. <laughs> I, 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 I juice that land. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, like, if this this is... Okay, I don't know if I'm just dropping all my lands into this either. Right? Like I'm, I'm doing. If I do it, I clearly have a plan, and I am begrudgingly doing it, and I, it is painful. But like, yeah, like I mean, this card—if it comes down at the perfect point in the game, like any t- obviously any turn before six, it's really good. Uh, and then you know, like on turn six, just on six, I think this is still a fine card. It is kind of bad after like everybody has eight lands though. It and, is like like it, it is uh, kind of bad. I don't believe you. I, I believe if I drop this in a casual game, turn ten, oh, yeah. we will still be making land drops. <laughs> yeah, we, no, <laughs> we none of still us. Still be making land drops. Back, yeah. like, Jokes on you! I never gonna... draw my lands. So, oh. <laughs> like, like if, if this was like six mana, no one makes a land drop the rest of the game. It is still insanely good, right? Like <laughs> if you stop everyone because they think they're playing around you by sitting at six mana, like I think you you you've got a, a moral victory there, right? Like. I think we just keep playing lands into this and remove this. This is like a Sphinx. This is like a Consecrated Sphinx in my mind. How often does a Consecrated Sphinx lit? (laughs) Like, whenever you play Consecrated Sphinx, that is the target for whatever removal anyone has. The power of Consecrated Sphinx is you probably get the first two cards out of it. Unless, you know, your opponents are untapped and have instant speed removal, you're guaranteed the two cards. With Cyrus Stagnation, that same line doesn't work. Your opponent just untaps, draws their card, casts a removal spell, and then makes their land drop. So I think, I don't know. What would you rank Consecrated? Sphinx. I think this has to be, it has to be at least a tier, and maybe two tiers below Consecrated Sphinx, or else nothing I, I makes know, sense to me. Sphinx is A or S, but like higher. S. Like higher Sphinx is S. Yes. This, this is okay. a solid B. This is, okay, they're a little high on it. You might be a little too low on it, Seth. All right. <laughs> they're a little too high on their own supply. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's okay. It's okay. Are being too hard on this card. This card is not. We, we average it out to a B. It's fine. It's fine. This is a good right. card, right? I, I, I feel too. like I feel yeah okay okay. All right. I I, all right. I, I refuse to believe Seth will hold lands. <laughs> he will totally slam oh, down no, no, his no. lands. Seth, Seth will. He'll play Seth like a evolving one. This is the one. only card I play yeah. around. <laughs> just play eventually. Seth, Seth doesn't pay the oh, one. He's gonna oh, play oh, the yes. land. All right. It's, it's, it's all the same, Dave. It's just another pay the one mo- instance. <laughs> Yeah, if someone fetches, oh, oh you are so draw four. <laughs> you are in so punished you can, for you being can feel a the whale? ruin. Punished Ooh. for being the ruin. A whale? People refuse oh, to search. Yes, yes, yes. That's pretty good. Yeah. Oh, in right. this case, uh, you could actually play field of ruin because everybody oh, would yeah, ramp. Oh yeah, I guess so. If this get, is on the board. It's like, <laughs> that's great, the only sure. way. Yeah. 
Uh, all right. Next up, we have Ben Hensley suggesting white counter spells. And uh, he, he listed a bunch, but I'm going to give Don Charm the nod here. So Don Charm is one in a white uh, instant. Choose one. Prevent all combat damage that be dealt this turn. Regenerate target creature or counter target spell that uh, targets you. Ratings. <laughs> Phil and Seth and myself. All A's. Crim B. We I like think, Don Charm. You guys like Don Charm. So, so really I don't play it, but I really respect like it. Don Charm that much. Dang! Like, I mean, I think it's funny. I think it's funny to have a white counter spell, but like, this is the most aggressively like like. Oh, so, B. This is like a lower B. This is like a lower <laughs> B. It's so hilariously average. <laughs> what that would be wow. a <laughs> I mean, but like, but like, it's a low B. It has some upsides. I do like that it can randomly fog somebody. It, do, it comes in at a good rate, right? I like that counter target spell that targets you. Obviously, that's that's amazing when there's like some silly stuff going on in Commander. But this is like, I don't know. I don't like this card. It just it doesn't. It feels like I have to respond and hold on to this card for a lot longer than I need to than if I just had a generically good card, right? Like, I would be sitting here holding on to this card for, aha, well, I'm going to get you. I mean, okay, if you're, if you're here to get somebody in a gotcha moment, this is an S-tier yes. card. Like, like I love gotcha cards, but, like, other than that, this is it, uh, just, if objectively speaking, this is... You can always just fog, Krim. You can always just fog. It's no mana tie, that's for sure. Why, I mean, why would you want to fog? <laughs> like, like, just board wipe instead of fogging. Oh, Seth oh. actually, uh, no, Richard actually won a game because he fogged with this, so that's why I respect it so much. I think I never played it so far, but I think in every deck I keep, like, three to four slots for just generic control, like, counter spell and stuff. Hey, if you play a Dantrum, you will have... Something like regenerate a creature can come in super handy. Fork can save you the game. And I guess if somebody wants to cruel ultimatum you or something, what's the most played so, target player player spell? That, so like the counter mode is kind of funny. Right? For but, someone to cast cruel ultimatum on you, yeah. right? I mean, we do play against you, Jim. Even against me, right? Like you, you got me, but like you probably are. You've been holding on to this card for way too long. Richard knows this best because he's Skeleton Lord. Regenerate target creature doesn't is is just there's two modes on here because every board wipe just can't be regenerated after like 2004. So like really, it's fog and maybe a counter target spells that targets you. The so the thing about this card is the counter mode is horrible. Like the counter mode's a yes. B, like worse than B. Right. However. I uh, believe that fogs are like super underrated in commander and I like fogs that won't get stuck in my hand. Fogs that cycle, fogs that do something else. So I ranked on Trump pretty highly because I think fog is good. And then the other two modes are the give me a little bit of flexibility. So I'm not just sitting there with a fog all game. I can, yes, I know a lot of rats say, you, you know, you get around regeneration, but you can still regenerate in combat, a targeted removal spell. So there's still value to be had there. And then I assume like one in a hundred games, you're going to use the counter spell mode, like incredibly infrequently that'll come up. But sometimes Krim will actually have the cruel ultimatum and it's going to be hilarious, but I like fox with flexibility. Have... But, but yeah, it, it has two modes. Right, we agree that it has two modes. There, there is no regenerating. Well, no, the regen. Like, I mean, think about it. Comes it up. A you, doom later, like, terminator, you, combat, everything like, exiles yeah. or can't be regenerated now. Not right? combat though. 
Yeah, you can just save stuff in combat. You, like, you can I regenerate think in combat. What you the hell can, is like, combat? Yes, like, save 50% of things you <laughs> die. Like, you can't use this as your protection spell soul. Like, if you're playing Voltron, you could try using this, but I'd rather just phase out. Um, but, you know, as a fog that you can use to regenerate a key card in a pinch, that's good. If they, like, I don't know, deflecting palm you or something, <laughs> like, yes, you can use this. But... The fog, I think, is the strong point of this card. I, I am with Seth that fog is severely underrated. I think I've concluded that fog is good. So just two mana white fog, I think, is actually like at least a B. Right? I, and then you add some of this stuff on top. I think it's actually really good because it's it's all color shifted stuff too, right? You don't expect the fog out of the white deck. You don't expect the counter spell out of the white deck. So... I think it's actually pretty good as like your your kind of like answer card. I think it's a C as a fog because fogs are okay here and there, and all the added stuff make it a B. An A though, <laughs> yo! I just I, I actually play dodge charm a lot. Wild! <laughs> that you're being wild right now. Okay. Oh, all right. We, I mean, that's so, kind so of we, we've averaged out to an A. Funny. We just ignored Krim. Krim Krim's yeah. not enough to stop three <laughs> A's from us. So can't stop the dodge charm. This is an A card. Okay. Krim can't keep, be keep regenerated. Getting keep getting them. Uh, Howard Robertson. Uh, red extra turn spells. So I've chosen Final Fortune. It's red, red. Instant, take an extra turn after this. At the end of that turn, you lose the game. So not in any, like, combo where you, like, sundial or something to, like, get extra turns and end the turn. But just as a finisher. Like, you, you oh. do the combat. Oh. You final fortune. You do more combat. Like, is this... Is this ever oh. playable? No, no. Well, okay. So that... Not in Commander. The problem is, in Commander, your opponents have 120 life. In 1v1 formats, there are situations where you can, like, use this as an extra combat step and actually kill your opponent. That's a lot harder to do when you have to deal 120 damage to your opponents to actually take them out of the game. Plus, why wouldn't you just play an extra combat step effect that isn't going to make you lose if something goes wrong? So <laughs> I was, I, I, I had it as a, I had it as a C because I was thinking of like, oh, it's really good in Rebecca. Like there's certain decks where it's like actually legit, but if we're not including any of those like combos or synergies, just as a fair card, still unplayable. No chance you should ever put this in any deck for any reason. I am simply speaking of it as it, I, when I re-rated this card, it was as if there were combos and all this other stuff. I would not just simply play Final Fortune Yolo. for an extra turn. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't Even when you guys rated it with the combos, hard. it only made it to C, right? Yeah, it bumped <laughs> like up to we, C we gave because it D's, of Obeka, and then yeah. It, it peaked at C with combos. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. here's the thing. I rated it a, a D because I thought you would combo with it, uh, and I don't like extra turns. But if you use this just to... Get in there for more, I guess, C4. Kind of cute if you pull it off. I don't know. It, it's still <laughs> not good, combo, but it's gotta I be a B, right? It's like literally the point of your deck, right? Yeah, yeah. If you combo like, it, all it's the strong, extra, but it's like, like well, yeah. Obeka, spells. Right? Obeka, yeah, yeah. Sundali, Infinite, yeah, like that, no, no, no. That, that kind of stuff. Our, our BC I mean, is so weird. I've tried Chance for Glory in the way... Our viewers suggested it did not did not work. I'm oh, like, okay, they wrath. You chance for glory. You get them. You take an extra turn. So you take an extra turn in the middle of the turn order, right? So like, you don't even like take an extra turn at like the right time, and then you try to like do something. 
But yeah, you probably need that sundial to uh, keep you from dying. Yeah, and even then, it's a pretty dicey proposition here. You're not just jamming this, right? Like, like, uh, like one extra turn deck. is not that good. Like, extra turns are only scary when you start chaining them together. Like, if mm-hmm. you just did an extra turn, you just gained, like, five mana, one draw, and, like, one combat or something like that, right? Like, it's not that crazy. So you actually need to chain them together, so... And that like so, yeah. prevents that specifically because you die, so you literally can't chain them together without a combo. All right, uh, Piotr Malibri open into wonder. Yeah. So X blue blue. Yep. X target creatures can't be blocked this turn until end of turn. Those creatures gain whenever this creature deals combat damage to a player. Draw a card. And uh, blue mass unblockable as an alternative to crater hoof. Well, it's, yeah, mass unblockable, but also draw a card. Yeah, you, I mean, it's not, it's not so you either alpha strike someone or you get the the value attack where you you hit them for a bunch and you draw cards. You you okay okay I don't know why okay. So Phil's got it at C, Seth's got it at C, but Rich and I got it at B, right? What's yeah. the deck so, it's good in? What's the what's the deck where it's actually good? Rogues, ninjas, uh, fairies, all the t- blue tempo birds. decks that I uh, birds. <laughs> sure, we'll throw birds in there. Uh, you know, titans like that. Low to the Don't ground decks that eva- evasive, th- but you have you can draw cards. You see, oh, so you sure draw, the yeah. evasion may not be relevant here, but then the drawing cards. Or Wait. if you need the evasion and you get card draw on top of it, this card is pretty darn sweet. It is perfect. It is. It's the solid form of a B. It goes so well in little blue creatures, little like little fairies, things like that. Blue things that can go wide, um, flyers, sure, birds. You go wide, and then you, then you no, pay no, no, no. six. You have to X. pay. Yes, you have to target <laughs> yeah. the creatures. Yeah. So if you attack and four, you're gonna pay you six mana. Them. Yeah, 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 but you so, but you so, can cast it for x equals zero to draw with every creature, right? No, no, you, you have cannot. to. Tuck. No, no, no. Yeah, 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 yeah that's, that's, that's not good. So no, like no. the problem, the, 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 I mean, you gotta it's really better care. with go go tall, right? Like you have like this ten yeah. ten beater. You make it unblockable. You get in there and you draw a card, right? You, you can do uh, that. Richard, for one mana, Richard, do you ever Sphinx's rep? <laughs> but, but at why? sorcery speed yeah, yeah, yeah. This, this is like this is like creature ramp right so like i'm gonna windmill like it, go wide sure i oh. maybe maybe not the entire force is getting in but the creatures that matter and let's just say five creatures i do x is five i yeah. might be tapping down but it's okay i have free counter spells anyways i'm in blue so like who cares <laughs> and, and, and so you just go to town and you draw a ton more cards to draw more free counter spells it's great but you're literally getting no discount for all the work and needing to have a board. Like, Pull from Tomorrow is double blue and X to just draw X cards and discard a single card. Mindspring, double blue and X, draw X cards. Like, you're not getting any discount. So all I see is, like, unless you really somehow can take advantage of the evasion, you're yeah, just you playing, need, like, a super risky version of these other cards that already exist. Like, if you just want to draw cards, there's way easier ways to do that that don't require you to, like, have a board and not get wrath. Yeah. So, and so if birds and rogues right. have evasion, right? What you want this for is the coveted sea monster tribal deck or something, right? <laughs> yeah. Where you have like these eight eights that have like no evasion. So giving okay. them that evasion, I, 
I, I, Actually, I think, okay, I think one, one, I gotta I say, though. I think you are, are over-valuing over how, like, the, the rogues and all of them are, because they are very <laughs> small creatures, <laughs> and and they don't, they don't read like a slither blade. They don't actually have unblockable, right? <laughs> so you do need to sometimes get through, and, and this just pushes that through, right? Like, like, let's just say this, or, like, even Merfolk, and then you can resolve some kind of like big combat like like dealing the damage usually results in something with rogues right let's just say uh, this example rogue class i get to now hit you with all my rogues for sure my ground units included so i i think that it, unless like and, and if you already have unblockable creatures that's great you get to now draw cards on top of it i okay i well, just don't see it? why this is bad in a low to the ground little blue creatures deck is it in I your rogue deck crib Oh, yes. good question. That's oh, why I play no, it. Okay. okay. This March <laughs> and and like I, oh I, I there's a reason why I love this card. I, I think it is good in little blue creatures. It is so I gotta terrible say elsewhere. something though. So the way I think about this is, you play this and let's say you cast it for X equals four, swinging with sure. four creatures. So you completely tapped out your creatures as well because they attacked. And then you sure. t- tell the table, I just drew four cards, attacked somebody to make them angry at me, and <laughs> I have no blockers. Like, sure, if you have a huge board, uh, if you want to get one attacker through and draw a card, I think there's a card called Slip Through or something. Sure. It's just yeah. one blue mana draw a card, target creatures unblockable. <laughs> Probably use this <laughs> instead. <laughs> but but the rogue, like, think about it, like, rogues, ninjas, fairies, there's lots oh, of things that reward spectres, you I guess. For, for, for connecting. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so you need to connect. I have my ground units. Let's just say a Thieves Guild Enforcer. That is an half-line. It's a good rogue. I'm not there's no way that's like a bad fringe rogue, right? Like but sometimes you just want to get it through, right? Yeah, I get, and you, I get you need this, to get yeah. there, there's a lot uh, of merit to this card in little blue creatures. So I, I can see what Crim's saying, I guess. Like if you're a deck that specifically has a bunch of creatures that care about getting in combat damage for reasons other than damage in that like super narrow slice of the, the magic Ninjutsu. pie, then I guess I oh, can see the merit of this card. But it's so outside of that, it, that a, seems it's so a narrow. Toski, Seth. Just read about it like this. It's a one turn Toski that guarantees combat. Yeah, but doesn't blue have like a ton of like four mana enchantments that are like whenever I deal damage, all your stuff draws like a why play a one turn Toski when you can just play damage, right? So you need like if you actually want to kill someone. So the the viewer suggested this as a crater hoof alternative, right? Which means you're forcing through damage. You do realize that crater hoof also makes all your things like (laughs) ten tens, and that's why people die. It's not because it gives them trample. Like if crater hoof just said ETB give your team trample, no one would play it, and that's what this card's doing. Come on, I I I am a believer. I am a believer as far as the bees. This is this is not a crater hoof. I'm, I'm I'm clarifying that now. It is not a crater hoof. It is. A totally it is different a, card. Like if you have a worm coil, I guess worm coil has trample. Like if you have like just some generic like seven seven not. or something, you you give it evasion and you draw a card. I think that's actually good, right? And if you have like two of them, this is where the card gets better, right? <laughs> you get to draw two cards. You can't use slip through space, right? I guess. I guess if you played for two, <laughs> if it, you have exactly two big creatures, yeah, as as you pay five mana they really for it and then deal damage. Them. It's a it's Jeez. an S. Okay. All <laughs> right. Maybe you're right. Maybe it is a C. Sorry. <laughs> I also don't play nice. these kinds of decks, so I I might not be the right person for this, anyways. 
All right, so, someone someone's got to give us a necklace for this. Like, works beautifully. Uh, next oh, up, what? We- <laughs> you literally see me play rugs with it and berries. <laughs> <laughs> You've had your time, Kim. It's enough. Okay. <laughs> How is it not good in Little Blue Men? <laughs> little it's, blue it's okay. Creatures. It's I, I actually I'm with Seth and Phil on this Little Blue Men business. I don't actually believe it there. <laughs> I actually believe it for like some big beaters that Blue has, which. Blue typically doesn't have, so it's a little awkward. You have to play another color, and that color usually has ways to force you damage oh, as well. I know, but... I know, I know which ones. There are oh, okay, okay, some okay, I got it. I, I figured it out. The library, if they Urza Saga construct tokens. How often do you sit there with like this fifteen fifteen that does not, <laughs> literally nothing? Now <laughs> you can sneak it in for damage and draw a card, and that's a very blue thing to do. Okay. Sure. Okay, I can I can buy that. <laughs> or like Phil said, stuff with powerful, I guess, combat triggers. Like okay, sorted up creature. That also huge. Sorted up creature that's not pro blue. <laughs> uh, those all seem like sure. such narrow scenarios. <laughs> yeah, to actually, want me to put it's this in a deck? But... All right, we're reaching. <laughs> we're reaching. I acknowledge. <laughs> okay, snapback, snapback from Blake Evers. Uh, I believe a card has always been quite good. It's shown its worth and utility. Snapback is a two-mana blue instant. Return target creature to owner's hand. It's unsummoned. You may remove a blue card in your hand from the game rather than paying its cost. It's so basically force, force, of, of well. force of unsummoned. <laughs> it's, it's for, yeah. Why isn't this card everywhere? Um, uh, I mean, we all gave it C's. Krim <laughs> gave it a D. <laughs> unsummoned I mean, has no value. Is that what we're saying? So unsummon's bad. The value I see in this card is you can't cast it when you're tapped out. So I can't imagine some pretty sweet plays where, like, yeah. you're completely tapped out and someone goes to alpha strike you and you're like, ha-ha, you know, actually a blue card, snap back, which I don't think blue has other options for that. I know black has, like, slaughters packed and so forth. I guess submerge, if the right conditions are met, can do that. So I like the I like the, the idea of the card. But in general, unsummoned is not something I'm in the market for. Uh, in, in Commander. I'd rather just straight up Pongify something. Like, get rid of it forever. So many Commander cards have powerful ETBs. I don't really want to return most of my opponent's creatures to their hand, because then they get to reuse their, their ETB ability. You right. can I bounce mean, like, your own if you yeah. want to protect something. Peregrine Drake super. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 I would respect it if they play it <laughs> and think it's funny, but it seems like, I mean, bouncing something is tempo, and you're tossing a card away so you're at an even higher card disadvantage in commander but i really respect it if somebody blows me out with this it's a pretty cool yeah i mean sure there's gotcha moments with this card but like seth had originally mentioned it is an unsummon i'm going down a card to unsummon (laughs) like like oh this hurts me maybe maybe if this were like a popper thing like a like a popper commander deck sure that's fine but like in a normal commander deck i would never play this uh it is it is way way too costly at exiling something and at two mana i would literally just play on summon or boomerang even i think actually papa in papa commander i don't know how many people play this i haven't but i can't imagine you draw a lot of cards and the only way to leverage this is if you have so much disposable cards that you can say bounce my own commander, exile something, do something broken. I don't think you can get away with playing this fairly. You gotta have some plan that involves I, 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 I will say this cards. card is underrated. I think yeah. if you have ample card draw, 
like maybe you play open until wonder uh <laughs> if you have ample card draw this card is actually very <laughs> strong i think because in 2023 you know very rarely do you run out of cards right you do run out of mana uh, so and I play capsize. Capsize has buyback. The unsummon is actually pretty good. Like even if you just unsummon one thing. So if you have ample cards that you can throw away to fuel this, like if you play uh, maybe not open to wonder, but like buy enough Thassa, like stuff like that, like the the Toski effects, and you have lots of little creatures. I think this could be C worthy, <laughs> maybe I mean, B worthy. Like I think it's underrated. I think the free aspect of it people gloss over, even though it's pitch a card. I think the other thing you got to consider is Unsummon's a one-mana spell. So you're not really saving a ton by casting it for free at the cost of a card. Like, They're like, oh, he's tapped out. Doesn't have blue mana. Time uh, to get him, right? Yeah, no, that's that's true. Hmm. But can't you just leave up one mana? <laughs> it's not like you got to leave up five mana to cast it or an Unsummon or a Vapor Snap. I don't know, Seth. Get that damage. I've seen you, I've seen you uh, <laughs> not able to leave up one mana, you know? Yeah, that's that's fair. Okay. That is fair. Speaking speaking of free spells, uh, Andrew Chug, Force of Despair, solid blowout, uh, blowout spell. So Force of Despair, one black black instant. If it's not your turn, you may exile a black card from your hand rather than pay its cost. Destroy all creatures that enter the battlefield this turn. This card's legit underrated. Seth and Krim gave it an A. I yeah. gave it a D. This one we're all over the place on. I would like to hear. Why this is playable from <laughs> Seth and Krim. <laughs> okay, so Force of Despair, it has a timing restriction, but it can blow up every single creature that came into play during the turn. So this can be killing multiple things potentially for free. Plus, even though it's three mana, because of its pitch mechanic, you don't have to leave mana up. So even though that timing restriction exists, we were just talking about with Snapback how you have so many cards in hand these days in Commander. It's not that punishing to have to pinch a card. The problem is having enough mana to cast all the cards that you draw. This plays right into that. So I think this is a card that people are just sleeping on because even though you have that timing restriction of halving the cast at the turn the creatures come into play it can easily be a two for one or in some scenarios against like token decks like a, a 10 for one so i i think this card's actually really good i i think this card is act like actually just severely underrated just like seth had mentioned like i don't know why this doesn't get played more i mean i don't even have to get the free mode to love this card I will straight up leave three mana up just to blow you up, like, on your turn. <laughs> like, this is a blowout waiting to happen, and it has happened numerous times. It's an instant speed sweeper. It's an oh. instant speed no, no, sweeper. No, no. Whoa, whoa. I am, I'm sorry, but in mono black, I am willing, I, I know that I am, like, if I can get someone out with an instant speed sweeper, I, oh, I'm Stop poor. saying that. It's not a sweeper. It's not a sweeper. <laughs> it is. It Krem, is an instant Krem, sweeper. I thought we were on a team what? for this one, and you're losing me. You're losing me with the how, sweeper how talk. How is it not? How is it not? Because like, it doesn't even play this card if it was it's, not even it a pitch. It's if, if it was board. just control your commander, it's free. I would still give it a D. Like, really? The timing restriction is so... Hep- like, you don't just fire off your spot removal willy-nilly, right? Like, let's say someone actually spews a bunch of tokens on the board. You don't know that's coming for you. Like, if it's coming for you, yes, kill it. But it may be going to your opponents, right? It could be doing any other things, right? It could eat a wrath from the next player over, right? You don't want to just fire off this removal just because like whatever right like you only want to do it if they're attacking you or you know it's coming or whatever so i think the timing restriction makes it super unplayable like i do not want to let's say someone 
combos off dumps 10 tokens like why would you fire this off like you just made an enemy for no reason right just let them have the tokens someone else can deal with it maybe they're not attacking you like there's just so many variables here that i would not just want to two for one myself get rid of their board and that's like the best case scenario right? what if they just play like one creature you're gonna like two for then one it, yourself just so to remove so it? it is it is potentially a free like a a free spot removal spell that can go bigger right Sure, let's now call it a board yeah, wipe. But if it's no, a two-for-one, like you're pitching two cards but, and but there's a timing if, restriction on your spot I'm removal. okay with straight up just leaving up three. I, this is perfect for my style of deck, right? Like, like my, I, I would take I sorcery speed over. Like this, this timing restriction is much worse than sorcery speed. You know how like if you get spot removal, you make it, it sorcery speed, you're like, this is useless. What am I going to do with this, right? Like this is kind of similar to that, right? Like the restriction makes it almost unplayable. Richard's so point I, about... Making enemies does kind of ring a little bit yeah. true for me. Like, yeah, you don't want to make enemies, and you sometimes want your opponents to have creatures. So that I think those are good points. What were you going to say, Phil? Sorry, I Why I rated it. Enemies, enemies. <laughs> <laughs> I rated as it as a C, so I'm between you guys because I have been blown out by this. I guess blown out. It doesn't. It's just never really rough the board. But uh, what Richard said is also my problem. Usually, creatures don't have haste, so. Creatures that enter the battlefield this turn, unless they combo with it, don't really threaten you. And if you just blow them out, I'm sure you can do it, but you can just wait and cast a board wipe and wipe everything because they usually can't attack you with them anyways. Like there's no urgency in the their turn. It's urgent if they, like I guess, combo off. But there's better things. Just play a swords to plowshares if you're scared of creature combos or something i oh haga mauling <laughs> it is I only, pretty much play everything over this Yo, it is only three mana is, it's pretty really good, good yeah yeah you, 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 don't, you don't need a pitch right you can just pay three mana to, to yeah, yeah. Not, and one more than doom blade so it's not like it's super over costed if you don't pitch to it but but mm. you can't choose your target the, your opponent just has to run into it and you say, oh, it, it's it's good now. That's, I can't really control when it's good, but sometimes it's good. That's even like better a that, that, I, that I can't target, okay? Because then that I, means I can't, I, you can't hexproof me. Get out of here, oh, Veil of Summer. You can reanimate afterwards, right? So Dawn Charm beats this. Huh? Oh, that's true. Dawn Charm does. does. <laughs> I'm, well, actually, it depends. Dawn Charm can't use that third mode, right? <laughs> That's yeah. Third oh, mode because I never targeted anybody. <laughs> but you can regenerate. But if you play multiple creatures, I still got something. I I essentially got you to use your turn up, and then I and I got to do who knows what. Like this is great in like a super friends deck and things like that too. So I I love that. All right, we're, we're gonna sell on a B here. We're gonna split the different set, set down. I, 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 <laughs> After I talking down a to bunch, Crim, you've lost him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Crim's to a B. Crim sweeper okay, one, argument one, dropped me one down. Last a letter idea. Grade. How about you thieves auction so everything gets exiled <clears throat> and gets spread around the table, and then you play it, <laughs> and then everything dies. Then it's a sweeper. <laughs> oh, I could have just cast toxic. <laughs> you can't your turn. You someone else has to cast it. <laughs> it is. It is a. I, I'm gonna. I'm, I'm gonna die by it. That it is a sweeper when I need it to be right. And like, like what, the, in the deck that I'm playing, when when I'm playing this card, I have never had a bad time with it. It's always Wait, done I exactly. Can't imagine. So yeah. like in in my style of decks where I'm leaving up instant speed and you're and I'm sweeping all the time, your one creature will die. 
We have you very, will eventually run out of gas. <laughs> we have very different uh, definition of sweeper. <laughs> <laughs> what? That's the next podcast topic. What does it mean to be a sweeper? What, what oh is God. a sweep? <laughs> so, uh, is it a combo okay. or a synergy? Okay. Okay. I'm gonna get you all. I'm gonna get you all next season. I, this is gonna be in every deck with black. <laughs> and I'm gonna get you so many times that it's gonna feel so good. I'm gonna ask editor to keep a metric of how many times Krim dies holding force of despair. <laughs> That could be a lot. Who knows? All right. Next up, uh, Walking Donut. This was an interesting one that I've bounced around. Long-term plans. So long-term plans. Two in a blue. Instant. Search your library for a card. Shuffle your library. Put that card third from the top. Uh, Rating-wise, we have Bs for everyone except for myself. I have it as an A. I originally put it as D. I'm all over the place on this card. (laughs) Is this... Is this a good card? Is this just like demonic tutor? <laughs> yes, ish. So, long term plans is good if you have an immediate plan to get the card. Is my take on it? Like, what when this card is bad is when you cast it and you literally try to wait three cards to draw it. That's that's not very good. The good news is blue has a lot of ways that you can go three cards deep in your library. And there's some of the most played cards in the format stuff like brainstorm and ponder and preordain. In that case, this is just a unconditional tutor, which I believe is the only one in mono blue, like blue can tutor for spells, but there's nothing that can grab a creature or a land or the other things that you need. Uh, so in that scenario, I think is actually really powerful. So if you play like a combo where you're like long-term plans, ponder, get the card that I want, do my thing, then I think it's actually awesome. So I usually don't play tutors, but also last weekend I saw this played. And I thought, actually, that is fine. So, I, for example, I like tutors that have a little bit of working around to do alike. So I opened for the Dominaria Remastered Sealed I played. I opened a Worldly Tutor, a Vampiric Tutor, and a Gamble, which is not good in Limited. But the only one of those I would probably play is Gamble, because at least it's not sure that you get the card. And I think with long-term plans, it's the same, that you kind of feel... Feel clever if you pull it off. Same with like minusing Vivian or something. Some workaround around it to get something out of the uh, tutor. It just feels more rewarding. Obviously, good tutors are better, but uh, I, I like this one. I might try this, especially if I can dig down into to the card right away. Uh, I, mean, it, I would argue you don't need to do anything. That you put it third from the top, and it yeah, is yeah, still empty. I, Oh, still A. Really? So just like, it's, any a, it's a blue unconditional tutor. So what? What? So what is it not good at? Right? You can't like, oh my god, I need a wrath. End of turn tutor. Untap wrath. Right? So you like that's something vampiric tutor allows you to do that you can't do with long term plans. But essentially, what you're saying is like, three turns from now, uh, or if you end of turn this, like two two more turns from now, get the best card from your deck or like whatever your proactive plan is, get it into your hand. And I think that's good enough, right? Like, you know, you, you can't, like, put a wrath there usually, right? But you can get whatever your combo is. You can get card draw. You can get generic answers, whatever. And just draw it naturally. I think that's, that's, that's good, right? It's, this, is, this is a blue tutor that can tutor anything. Like, you cannot so do this. How, many, how much mana is it? I, I would rather. Oof, wow. It, it is that's... nice that it's instant. That's why I like it. Yes. Uh, Mystic, it. It is tutor number two for me right behind Mystical. Um, though you're getting whatever you want, 
I, I, I think that usually whatever you want in this color is going to be an instant or sorcery. So whether it's a game-winning one or a, a reactive one. So I just think of it as the like number two blue tutor. So it's okay if you want the blue tutor. I mean, actually, there's better ones now. Like, you know, whatever, solve the puzzle or whatever. But, like, that one's sorcery speed, whereas this is instant. And you're in the color where a third from the top is could still just pretty much be in your hand. So, uh, where you're going to draw enough cards. So, I, I, I think this is solid. I don't think it's an A. I think it's it's nice that you can tutor whatever at instant speed. Two but, turns. You know, Two turns is an eternity in the mid or late game of Commander. Like, on turn three, I think it's fine to cast this and be like, okay, I'll get something. I'll get my Consecrated Sphinx because that's going to be good or whatever. Like, that's that's super fine. But on, like, turn six or turn seven, I'm not convinced that the card that you tutor for is going to be the card that you want to be drawing two turns in the future once everyone does their things. You also can't fetch in the meantime. Yeah, no <laughs> ramping, no fetching. Yeah, this may or may not happen to me where I stacked off of my deck waiting for some plan, and then two turns later, I'm like, what happened to my card? There must be a bug. Like, oh, I fetched. <laughs> yeah, that's... Don't, don't that do that. Did you actually do that on a Clash? I, I, I think you did. I've, pretty, I've right? done this multiple times where I was like... Laid out this brilliant plan. I'm like, and now I draw the combination of my genius. And they're like, what the hell is this? I'm like, wait a minute. I shuffled. The plan was too long term. Yeah. You need some short term plans. Short term plans, second from the top. I'm here for that. Yeah, I really like this card still. Uh, so our, our average rating is a B. Uh, you, you, you've dragged down my A, but I think. <laughs> 2023 card draw, man. This is might as well be in your hand. It's pretty. If you have a top, it's in your way, hand, right? Right. If it should be top, pretty. It's in your hand. Mm, how much oh, is, is it? Cheap? Oh, it's, it's only cheap. cheap. It's an uncommon. It's like under yeah. four dollars. Yeah. Yeah. And you can get artifacts. So blue. Yeah. You might actually care about artifacts. You can get artifacts. If you, you can get agent of treachery. Sorceries. They're they're better ones. You can get Hullbreacher before it was banned. Ooh, <laughs> Hullbreaker. That's a that's a good one. Uh. All right. Metroid two three four five six, City of Traders. Uh, we know that Ancient Tomb is really good. Is City of Traders a legitimate card? So City of Traders is a land. If you play a land, sacrifice City of Traders. Tap add two colorless to your mana pool. Ah, no. Yeah, you can't do it. It's too... The restriction of having to sack it when you play another land is, I think, just impossible to actually work around in Commander. Uh, (laughs) In in formats like Legacy, this is a staple, but the whole idea of decks that play it is, I'm going to play something so impactful that it wins me the game, so even if I got no mana, I don't care, because that one thing's going to do it. You're going to, like, sneak attack and use the sneak attack to just immediately win the game, so you don't care if you got to sacrifice all your lands. I don't see a way to actually do that in Commander. The value you're going to get out of that two mana is a really high cost. You might be thinking, oh, it's like a two mana colorless ritual, and that's kind of true, but it costs you a land drop. And uh, we've talked about before, hitting your land drops is so important. So I don't see a way to make this work in Commander in literally any deck. I'd love to be proven wrong, but is there? can you guys see any way that this could work? Not white decks <laughs> yes. with catch up ramp. <laughs> oh, but <laughs> uh, well, you're gonna you're just gonna break even maybe by getting back you the break land even, you had but to you sacrifice. Get to, like, deploy, you, you deploy like one of your like permanent catch up ramps, like uh, like the four drop or whatever, right? Like smothering tithe or something. No, no, no I mean smothering tithe works. Keep but I, I meant uh, the, the one 
that checks lands every turn. Oh, like yeah, Keeper of the Accord or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But even though it's very sus, um, green decks that can reanimate this and like have additional uh, land drops. So stuff like, say, Crucible plus Azusa or something, and you just keep... Keep playing it. I, I don't know if green has trouble getting mana, though, that you need to go through all these <laughs> oh. hoops to do this. Uh, can you turn off... Can you blood? No, you can't blood moon this. Can you turn off this you ability? Or you can like stifle it, it but then it's gonna happen in the next land you play. So you can like do things that get around it temporarily for one turn, but that's not really all that valuable. You thespian stage it. You have a thespian stage. Oh boy! On the field. You but play you city get- of traders. Your thespian stage. That doesn't. You just play a basic land. Now you're gonna end up sacking your thespian stage too. <laughs> I think you made the problem <laughs> worse. Does it? <laughs> Oh, no. Okay, that doesn't work. <laughs> Wait, wasn't there, like, in Black Enchantment or something, did it remove oh. all non-mana oh. mana abilities? Oh, no, yeah. Blood Moon. Like, Blood Moon or anything like that actually works. Land. Not, not Moon. Yeah. I, I tried to find it. Well, you, it, you made a normal land, but you got the two mana out of it. Like, so you got oh, one I turn see, of extra mana, and then you made everyone hate you <laughs> with a Blood Moon I or mean, a Contamination or whatever. Right? But because it's, like, Legacy, it's, where it's, they just get the extra mana? mana, and then they win. <laughs> right? So. Yeah. Hmm. Plus, I mean, it's also, like, 350 bucks. <laughs> so I don't know if there's anything that's going to make it worth that cost uh, either for us. Well, is it worth it to just, like, land, land... City of Traders explosive vegetation, like something like that. Like you, you just use it as literally a ritual, but that ritual gets you into like better ramp. Uh, update: then, It does not work with the enchantment. It just removes all abilities. So, uh, so you don't I, get I, the I feel like mana. something removed all non mana abilities from a land, but I, I could be wrong because that was the card I thought it did. I don't know if Ooh. there's one that you want to have a two card combo to make a ancient tomb. Sure. Well, you not save two life. Ancient Tomb adds up. Oh, <laughs> so if you can actually combo it and fix it. But I like, I'd rather just dousing dagger and hit someone. Like, way better. <laughs> right? Sure. So, hmm. Do you even come out ahead in the explosive vegetation exchange? So you go land drop, land drop, city of traders, explosive vegetation. You'll have four lands. Yeah, you have four land lands. Drop. Yeah, you start turn four with four lands as opposed to starting turn four with three lands. Okay, so, you so come I, out ahead. now was was it worth the card? I don't know. Yeah, but you right. come out ahead. Now, I guess you come out ahead. Your 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 explosive vegetation still did something. You essentially got one land with it, yeah. or, or four lands, smothering tide, and never play a land the rest of the game because you sure. play Cyrus Stagnation. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. There That's you go. True. There you go. There you go. All land drops. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so uh, we, we are all D's on this. We couldn't we couldn't break it. So Metro is yeah. two, three, four, five, six. If you can break it, let us know. Yeah, I'd love to know how to make it work. Yeah. All right, this one's an interesting one. Really silly four four five six hull breach. Uh, so not not hull breacher hull breach. Uh, so hull breach red and a green. Choose one. Destroy target artifact. Destroy target enchantment. Destroy target artifact and enchantment. At sorcery speed. Uh, so a two for one. Phil gave it a B. Uh, Seth and Krim gave it a C. I gave it a D. This is Phil. just okay, right? Like this You're is pretty believing. average. Is this good enough anymore? I mean, it's I mean, two for one for two very relevant <sighs> types. I think like you you get a good two for one out of it. I don't know what else to say. 
It's just solid, I think. It's instant, right? Two mana instant. No, sorcery. sorcery. Oh, it's sorcery. sorcery. What? Oh, wait, it might not change? be a B. Does that change your opinion? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that might. Yeah, that. Yeah, I'll bump it down to a C if you don't mind. I thought it was an instant. <laughs> if, if this were instant, I would probably like it more. Yeah, yeah. Same. <laughs> but, but because it's just sorcery speed, I don't. Is this good enough anymore? I, 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 like, I, I give it a D. I think it's a fake two for one. I think. Like, there's one thing you want to destroy, and something you just, like, tag along. <laughs> Collateral right? damage. And, like, it, it, like, you wouldn't yeah. normally use removal on it, and, like, it doesn't really count as a two-for-one, I don't think. Like, I, I, like, you're just randomly killing something, but you didn't care about it. So, it's sorcery speed one-for-one one removal that, like, kind of looks like a two-for-one. Uh, so, I don't like it. And, yes, there will be some scenario where you're like, oh, I need to destroy an artifact and enchantment, but I think it's very rare that they come up at the same time. And then... I'd, I'd rather just play an instant speed. Like I'd rather play Disenchant than Hull Breach. Yeah. Like, just instant speed, destroy, enchantment, or artifact. <laughs> For me, it's just not flexible enough. Like I want my removal to be Chaos Warp or Beast Within or uh, the enchantment that turns a thing into a forest. Like Just hitting artifact or enchantment, not, not, really, not really doing it for me, especially at sorcery speed. The same is true of the white one. What is the white card that used to be a staple? You exile two uh, if you cast two. it during your main phase. Oh, uh, but everyone used to play that. We used to play. Everyone oh, used to play that yeah. card all the time, and now no one return plays that card anymore because I think yeah, yeah. return to dust. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because you just you want flexible removal. They can hit anything. So I don't know. That's that. Yeah. I don't think it's a bad card. It just isn't quite flexible enough for twenty twenty three commander for me. I guess the I, the one thing that's nice though is that it is like in those colors. I mean. How much versatile removal are we talking about here, right? Because like most of that Beast stuff in those colors, these are then chaos orb. That's yeah. two. Those are the yeah. two you would naturally. But then you're also towards. running the best enchantment and artifact removal too. You have like vandal blast, hull breacher, or not hull breacher. Um, hull breacher. Progress. <laughs> yeah. of progress. You have things like Rex Age. Rex Age. I like. Slime. You have like all kinds of things to deal with this stuff, so. And I guess because you know what, yeah, it's pro- like you know what, this might be closer to a D because like the the cards like Rexage and Acidic Slime and all that work better in green because it being a creature is probably way better than it being an instant or sorcery. Yeah, because like it, there's like an actual benefit to it being a creature. Yeah, because yeah, I mean you you basically tutor them up with uh, yeah. With the Green Sun Zenith or something like that, right? I will also, if you want an actual underrated card that fits in this space, Cloth's Will. Uh, it's one of the the forgotten wills from Adventures in the Forgotten Realm. But it's uh, two red and green in X for an instant. That uh, If you have your commander, you get both. But you get to choose X damage to each creature without flying or destroy up to X target artifacts and or enchantments. So for a little bit extra mana, you get a ridiculous amount of flexibility and instant speed. So I would probably play that over uh, Hull Breach as well. That's an instant, you said. Yeah, I definitely. If it would be an instant, I would still say two mana, two for one, even though Richard is very correct that one is just collateral damage, usually. But uh, yeah, sorcery is kind of, for this effect, especially if you want to wait to get another target out of it. Yeah, no, I thought it was an instant, sorry. (laughs) It's uh, still a C, though. Two mana, two for one. 
Can't be that All bad. Right. Vegan economist. Orification. Ghostly Prison is an over 62 times more dex than EDH wreck, but I think is less impactful overall. Uh, so Orification, 4 mana, white enchantment. Whenever a creature deals damage to you, put a gold counter on it. Each creature with a gold counter on it is a wall in addition to its other types. When Orification leaves play, remove all gold counters from all creatures. Middle school me so, thought this was the most broken card I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, I still have. Apparently not anymore because Krim gave it a C. Phil yeah. and Seth gave it a B. I give it an A. Is this not ghostly I, prison? So here's the problem. I mean, here's the problem, you Richard. Take the hit. Well, okay. Yeah, so that is one of the mercy. that is one of the problems. You have to take the hit. But the bigger problem I have with it is. You want your opponents to die in a game of Commander. What Ghostly Prison does is says you have to attack other people. What Orification does is says you can't attack uh, attack anyone. Like, once you hit me, you can't attack anyone. So I think the real value of Ghostly Prison is not just that it's redirecting, like, preventing damage to you, but it's redirecting that damage to your opponent. So I think that's the aspect of Ghostly Prison that Orification is missing. Wait, how does it not do the same redirect, right? They they can't attack you, so they attack someone else to get their combat in. Well, like, if they attack you, they, it just, like... Well, they can't attack you once, right? Oh, so you're just... Okay, so you're just thinking so that if they hit once you, this hits it the battlefield, they're not going to attack yeah. you because they don't want their stuff to become a wall. Exactly. So then, since they want their combat triggers, they'll just hit other people. So it's like Ghostly Prison, except they can hit you once, Right. Also, they can hit you once and then like remove the orification and like murder you afterwards or something like that. Right. But it's like slightly worse ghostly prison, but ghostly okay. prison number two. Okay. I just bumped uh, it down yeah. to a C. I so guess that's I true. Have this, <laughs> I have the card in my trade binder from way back when because as a kid, I also thought this was insane. But yeah. If it goes away, the people, the people, the creatures are not defenders anymore, right? So it's like ghostly prison; it goes away. Okay, next, next, next one. If this is a B, I bumped it down to C. But if it's an A, what is no mercy? That's pretty much the same, but saying if creatures yes. deal damage to you, they get destroyed. So, yes. but no mercy, but no mercy straight up kills it. Like, yeah, like that's that, what I mean. Like, that's yes. way better. And even that's that, I don't way play. Better. It yeah. is way better. Hence, they're both A's. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I, would, I would say that this is like a C, maybe trending up to a B. But, like, like No Mercy is a solid A. Like, like you will lose your well, creatures. What do you rate Ghostly Prison is my question. A. A. Let's go. Uh, about an A, yeah. Okay. I mean, so, so, so you, this is significantly worse than Ghostly Prison. You wouldn't consider I, this Ghostly Prison number two. I would well. That's because when I whenever I've played Ghostly Prison, I, number two is is whatever the blue one is. Yeah, yeah. Well, and then, you know, you're not in these yeah, colors. You're not a crim deck. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well then. So then what? <laughs> like, you got if you're gonna play cards like this, you got to go full lock, right? You gotta you gotta be you gotta like like you know Wait, sphere, whatever a, pillow fort sphere of safety. You got the five man enchantment yeah. one sphere of safety, but that does need enchantments. I don't. I mean, well, I think the, B the is fair. One. Like that's a step below a step below where I'd put Ghostly Prison. I think I'll try this card. Like I think like this conversation has me intrigued enough. I, I've never played it before, but this conversation has me intrigued enough to try it. Especially Actually, if I'm a deck I, that has enchantment synergies where I can benefit like I have an enchantress or something to draw a card off it or whatever. If there's you, enchantment yeah. synergies then then maybe, but I just realized no, hold on. I don't even like Ghostly Prison that much. It's like a B. <laughs> 
Krim just wants to kill everything. <laughs> yeah, so, like, because, so like, if, I, if, I just... If I play Azorius, yeah. I always put Ghostly Prison and Propaganda into my deck, right? But let's say I'm not playing Azorius, I'm just playing, like, White X, then that means I just put Orification and Ghostly Prison in my deck now. I, I didn't know this card existed before it was brought to my attention. I'm like, <laughs> what? This card exists? I'm like, it's close enough. Like, yes, it's not as good as Ghostly Prison, but to me, this is like four mana. No one touched me for a really long time, <laughs> right? Like people will just ignore me and not hang, hit me with their stupid two two ninjutsu whatever and <laughs> open into wonder whatever me. They'll ninjutsu just leave me alone until fine. they can remove this. Right? Ninjutsu is a okay with person. going back in to hit you again. By the way, <laughs> oh, although true. no, actually, I think the new oh, I think yeah the, the next new time creature it would be a wall. Yeah. yeah. But regardless, I mean, I don't know. I don't even. That's because I've never, uh, unless I'm like a full-on stacks deck or something like that, I didn't like prison effects to begin with. Like, like, like as in ghostly prison, propaganda. Those those are like just, I would rather just kill your creature because if you pay the two, which usually you will because the decks I play, you will want to pay the two to hit me. I will rather you just not hit me at all and remove that option and just, you know, blow up all the stuff. So I've never liked prison effects. So I think if, if I think ghostly prison and propaganda are Bs, then this is a C. It combos with Sea Dragon. I guess that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I got the Siege Dragon coming down if you hit me. I swear I will. Another controversial card we have here is Mirror Maid from Etten. One of my favorite cards. Wondering what you think. I have it in any of my blue decks, especially Locust God. Uh, Mirror Maid is a three mana, one blue blue uh, enchantment. You may have it enter the battlefield as a copy of any artifact or enchantment on the battlefield. And uh, Seth gave it a B. I gave it a C. Phil and Krim gave it an A. You guys really like Mirror Maid. So for me, truth. I, I think Mirror Maid, I, I wouldn't go as far as Etten and just play it in every blue deck for value, but I also wouldn't just play like a clone in most blue decks for value. Uh, I want a specific plan for it. So for me, Mirror Maid, it's great if I'm an artifact or enchantment themed deck, especially an enchantress themed style deck where this is triggering my synergies. So that's, uh, that's my beat. Good for those decks in specific, but I'm not sure. I don't know. Do you guys just play this? As like a clone, essentially, like oh, someone's gonna play something good that's an artifact or enchantment, and I can copy it. It's it's not just like a if it were a clone, like when you say it like a clone, it sounds like you know like hey, I need I need to have something right, but this copies anything, and in in it copies the two types that are the most like common in Commander, where there's oh at its floor I'll get like a mana rock, right? Like that is at its lowest, so I pay three mana for a mana rock. Fine, whatever. I, I'm not actually actively trying to that. I'm not trying to hmm. do that. But like Mirror Maid is good enough to where I will probably always have a target. And I've been this. I've definitely done this, copying my counterbalance to have two counterbalances. Um, <laughs> like just for, for the memes, because why not? What? Like, <laughs> but Ooh. like, like, but like this. This card is genuinely just solid enough to where you can copy anything in in Commander. Commander has so many enchantments and artifacts all all the time. All the time. If I can play this in a ramp slot, I think you might have just convinced me this is like an A-tier card. If I can count this as a mana rock, and this is one of my 10 or 12 mana rocks, because I will just assume I can snipe one with this, and it's a three mana mana rock that has the upside of copying Mirari's Wake or Worm Coil or a Portal to Phyrexia in the late game, 
then I'm totally yeah. on board. Then then this would be an A for me. So I think you might have you might have convinced me with that argument. Is is that absurd, Richard? What do you think about that idea of counting I, this I as think, a mana rock in your deck? I don't think you want worn power stone. Like even if you best case so if you copy a mana rock, you're kinda sad. Like a, a single, like an arcane signet, right? You want to be copying at least a soul ring. And then you have a worn power stone. And then you're still kinda sad because you're just playing worn power stone. But so, people love Cursed Mirror, right? Or whatever the three-mana mana rock is in red. And but that can like, get a creature, right? That can get like, a creature, sure. But like, so, so, like, a creature is usually more impactful. Like, I mean, like, like, the... So, obviously, if someone plays Omniscience or something, you copy it, you're like, oh, my goodness, right? Like, this is crazy, right? Like, this has crazy high ceiling potential. But, like, on average, if you play it on curve or something, like, you probably... Cannot if I take got a soaring on much advantage three. as your opponents can just by copying a random enchantment or artifact. So I don't like it. And if you copy a mana rock, it just gets wrath away. So I don't think it's particularly strong. Um, but I mean, if you it, have a it purpose. Gets, it gets wrath away along with any other artifact, right? That that's probably exactly. Cause... So don't don't play it. Like don't play this in your ramp slot. Like play a burnished heart or something. Like play some no, real uh, ramp, uh, right? Like don't wait, use wait, this wait, wait, as. Wait. A worn power stone, essentially, right? Like play a skyclave relic, play a dark steel ingot or something, right? Instead or copy of using this a as... skyclave relic. Okay, <laughs> or so a dark steel okay, ingot. Copy. yeah, you yeah. could. You could uh, if someone played it. <laughs> for me, it's uh, a bit of a different thing. I don't. I mean, you probably noticed, but recently I've been trying to copy or do various things with Portal to Phyrexia, and recently my decks have been playing some pretty big. Permanence, which are usually artifacts, enchantments. Some, oh yeah, actually some enchantments as well. So I don't know if I played Mirror Maid in these decks, but I, could, I usually play Clever Impersonator instead because it just copies anything. But uh, if you play three mana for mana rock, but then later you have the option to play three mana for another portal to Phyrexia or. What's the new crucible that plays stuff for free at the end step? Like, there's a lot of pretty big permanents to copy, or uh, yeah, omniscience. You don't need two of them, but yeah, I would <laughs> like to co- copy my own stuff. Like, usually yeah, I, I play. I think if you're trying to copy your own stuff because you actually have a plan for it, then this card is really good. But I think but trying to just rely on copying your opponent's stuff, I think this card is pretty weak. The flexibility is all there, though. That's what I mean. Oh, yeah. It can copy, or it could. Copy something like you want to like double up on, or it can copy something your opponents played. There's so but many artifacts and enchantments. Copy in, in, Richard Sky Scanner, you know. You, like, how, I, yo, I got a, I got a land, I got a land, and I got a creature out of it. How I many of those so, creature? Out of it? Uh, how many of those if, do you want to copy though, Krim? There are a ton of artifacts and enchantments, but like, but uh, if you're mostly getting a, a signet, are you happy? Like, is it good enough in that context? I mean, like, would I? It's the same questions. Would I play a three mana mana rock? Right, would and you? and I don't know. and the <laughs> would you? <laughs> yeah, I would play. I told you, I would play sky like skyclave relic. Like, all these things. I I would play uh, like you know midnight clock. Yada yada yada. Right, curse mirror. Sure. Uh, but so would I pay three mana just for a mana rock? Yeah, and this is a mana rock that has a like a a silly ceiling. Right, like it could be absolutely nutty. And it's not hard for me to like get this back. Uh, even like like I can Otawara it back if I need to, right? If I find something new, or, or there's lots of synergies with it being able to come back and clone something else. This is a mirror maid that copies two. If it were just like like whatever the the a two mana copy target artifact 
I probably wouldn't play it in every deck or just copy just specifically an enchantment. Wouldn't play it. But it's because it can do either or, it gives me a lot more range and it's at a, it's cheap enough to where it's respectable. And it is actually financially cheap enough to where it's respectable. <laughs> I think I'm with Krim. I think I like the upside. I think you've convinced me that the upside is enough. That the floor is high enough to make it worth buying into the upside. Because the floor is getting a mana rock, which I'm fine with, and the ceiling is super high. Yeah. I think that's a good argument. I think, I'm not fine yeah, with getting think, a mana rock. I think you should only play it if you... three mana destructible mana rock so <laughs> i think that's a waste of a card but what but if, if that, you think that's well, acceptable what if, that's the not upside bad. is all there Come right but if, what you, if, if you're you... gonna play i don't know like chromatic lantern or something right playing this i think is like just all upside you, you will most yeah, likely yeah. be able to cop a dirtle mana rock but right and then you can if, have the upside of copying something crazy later imagine on, right? Uh, imagine though, Richard, you have a mana rock that's it's a three mana mana rock. But if uh, when you play it, you roll a d twenty. If you roll a twenty, it's an omniscience. Would you play that? Because <laughs> I think that no. that's what this card is. No. Like you, you get this, this high roll <laughs> potential where you could just have the, pick whatever the most or a pro twenty games. <laughs> no, you <laughs> play the, the rolls. Like, it's, it's going nowhere, right? Okay, so I would say if you play the targets, the big powerful targets yourself, you play Mirror Maid. If yeah. you just want to copy stuff, play Clever Impersonator. You don't want to copy Mana Rocks anyways. And if you th say, oh, I want to copy their bolos or something, you're going to have the blowouts with Clever Impersonator. Mirror Maid is kind of cool if you play the Mana Rocks and the enchantments. But if you if you play it for the upside of copying something cool, at least be able to copy anything. Uh, that's That would be my tip for it three or right. four so, mana so uh we, we we've, wait how did hmm. oh, okay we're, we're we're at a b average here so we're, we're, we're a a b c now so respectable card uh okay here this one's i'm actually kind of curious we're all over the place on this uh forsake the worldly from bird of nyx <laughs> one of my favorite enchantment removal uh you have to look it up Two nope. and a white. I played it in standard. Instant. Exile, target, artifact, or enchantment. Cycling, two. So over-costed spell, but it exiles, and you can cycle it. Is that worthy of including in your deck? Phil has it at C. Krim has it as D. Seth has it at B. I have it at C. So Seth is a forsake the world. I've never seen you cast this ever, Seth. So I'm so, interested to hear. <laughs> so B is uh, our definition, only good in certain decks. I think that like this is <laughs> exactly like in a cycling <laughs> deck where that's your plan and you're building around cycling. This card is this card is amazing. Like it's an auto include. Like you would play it every single time if that's what would your deck you, is uh, about. How short are we on cycling staples here? <laughs> I mean. Three mana exile. So three mana to exile. Get rid of forever. No recursion artifact or enchantment. It's not good, but it's not embarrassing. Like there would be, like, let's say you're playing a cycling deck. Most of the time you're going to cycle this, but I think probably like some reasonable percentage of the time you will cast this to deal with something. It's not like completely uncastable. And then it's doing what your deck wants to do, which is cycling. Do we not have enough of them? Like two, two mana cycling is like too much for you to just like randomly include right like two mana cycling decks in commander i have never seen yeah, this it's like very <laughs> narrow <laughs> i mean i think this uh, is an example of why uh, b is such a weird a weird ranking on our scale but like gabby, yeah, gabby is like you, specifically a cycling deck. commander <laughs> Seth, so you wouldn't I, I play think... this in a cycling deck 
Would you like two mana cycling is a lot. Do we have enough one mana? I, I or would three I would cyclers? play it in a cycling deck. So so I And is a cycling deck white? That's the other question. Yeah, probably, it's right? just guy. It, yeah. yeah, it's got it's got some good white cards that have cycling. But okay. So so either this is a D or a B because it's in a specific deck, but that deck is so specific. It's so it is, narrow, right? It is yeah. literally just cycling. Other than that, my I, Seth, maybe the good times you're remembering are when this was in standard. Are you sure that that isn't? Because do we ever play what, this in standard? Really? Yeah, yeah. This was like main deckable as like no more than a two of, and definitely in control decks to deal with like you know, uh, uh, uh whatever the seven mana thingy that the artifact that brings back creatures and makes them four four. Oh, uh, God Pharaoh's gift. Yeah, yeah, God Pharaoh's gift. That thing. Other than that, I don't really think I want to play this in commander. Right? There's better things I could be doing. Like example. One that you love playing is, you know, uh, the gift, right? The the three three elephant gift thingy, uh, unexpected elephant. That's just what I call that card. So I I actually don't know magic cards by their real names. Generous. I just know them by the silly <laughs> names I've given it. Um, so <laughs> unexpected elephant, uh, whatever the gift thingy is, like it needs to hit more than just an artifact or enchantment in white. I expect a lot more out of white because they have such good answers. So, but the thing is, though, you're the cycling deck, so Trimman does not want to play this in a specific deck, or sorry, in a general deck. Seth, would you play this in a general deck? Oh, outside? No, it's a it's a D. It's a it's a hard D. It's a hard D if you're not built around cycling. I mean, I mean, you gotta go the cycling deck. I think you probably include this, right? Okay. Okay. But oh yeah, this is just unplayable. Can you cycle away this conditional card for two mana and call it good? Like. No, just play I an unconditional. Cycling. Just play an unconditional card. Like yeah. unless for the same amount of mana, you could be playing a card that does not have a condition on it, like a, a no, generous no, no, gift or something. Like a, let's say you have generous gift, but you actually need elephant. card draw, yeah. so you can cycle it away into something else, right? Like you don't want removal at all. Is cycling ever useful in Commander? So yeah, cycling is useful. Cards. There, there, are, there are definitely times when like I cycle a Triome. Like I have yeah, no like cards in hand. I top deck yeah, a Triome. Triumph. I cycle it to hope to. So there is there is some value to having cycling attached to a card. Although cycling is also just going away because MDFCs, right? Like that's essentially like cycling, yeah, yes. except you just <laughs> forgo the randomness of it and actually just have a spell. Yeah. <laughs> hmm. So. As that, as like, we get more MDFCs. Cycling, maybe. Eh, is there like niche? Is there any? Types. Is there any card you play with cycling outside of triumphs? Like, I don't know. And I can't like, think of any like, examples like of like the farmlands. Like the lands. Discount the lands. Discount decree lands. of pain. <laughs> decree okay. of pain. Oh, decree of pain. <laughs> but the, like the decree cycle is just so good, right? Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> like it's cycles whoever cycles and, it, I've seen it like cycle once. Yeah, you don't really shark, cycle it. Shark typhoon. Uh, shark typhoon. Okay, but yeah. that makes it. That's a really. Uh, it technically says cycling, but you're making a creature yeah. when you cycle it, so it's a little cheaty. <laughs> like I can't think of too many cards that I play in or any that I play in Commander for yeah. the 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 purpose of cycling away. I mean, if we're talking I mean, like, that like never old be that school, purpose. just onslaught cycling, like. Uh, are there outside of the decree cycle maybe like a chroma's vengeance gets love here and there right like that's that's about it unless you see a dedicated cycling deck because because you know what like ain't nobody playing like renewed faith right like unless they're in a cycling oh, so, no, uh, cycling should never be the main mode of the card right that's the whole purpose right. of cycling to cycle it <laughs> if you don't need it right? but, it would be weird yeah. 
to compete with but Ken I think the cycling uh, cost cycling. is too much right like, yeah, yeah, I, like theoretically is, yeah. you should see a lot of play right because it's like conditional cards where if you don't need them you cycle them away it's perfect right but in reality is they're over costed and the cycling is also expensive so you might if, as well just play a good card and, if like, it was one mana them. would you play it how much would that one bump up the rating if no. it was one mana cycling? No, that's <laughs> no. not enough. <laughs> Pay free okay. life and no mana. I, like I don't want this card <laughs> at all. Okay, okay. Like, we're not okay. street racing. What if it was what, four mana generous gift with like cycling one? Oh. Would you play it? Yeah. yeah. If it's a gen- like play it over, cycle, over generous I don't, gift? I would, oh, no, 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 no. The, no. the flexibility okay. is not worth an extra mana. Okay. Also yeah. with generous gifts, if I cycle it, I might as well blow up my own land for a block or something. Like it's so desperation mode. If I have to like cycle this, there's true. better things to do with the actual card. I think. All right, we have a super spicy card coming up here. Jace yes. M. Uh, our ratings before I tell you the card is Phil A, <laughs> Seth Crib D, Richard S. So we're all over the place here. Guided Passage. I love this card and always love seeing people's reaction to the first sentence in the text box. So Guided Passage, Teamer, green, blue, red. So three mana value, sorcery, reveal cards in your library, an opponent chooses from among them a creature card, a land card, a non-creature, a non-land. You put the chosen cards into your hand, then shuffle. Okay. Is this not a three mana Draw four? Am I? It's a, well, to draw three. Oh, the, the last one yeah. is draw non-creature, non-land. It's one. It's one. Oh, non-creature. Okay, so draw. So three mana, draw three. Yeah. Right. Okay. In again, this, you are again. Is this not a three? Like it is the worst. It's three mana. Draw your so three bad. worst it's, cards. Yeah. So I think. I think Here's I know why Richard says. likes it though you because you don't put bad cards in your deck. So any I got any hit, for this but is good. But the, but but the thing is, like not but true. But the problem is, you need bad cards to make your deck function. So here's how I imagine this working: is you play this, you get a basic land, you get okay. a mana dork, and you get a signet yes. or whatever your worst mana rock is. Is that worth that's perfect. it? Perfect. Okay, yes. well, if that's worth no? it, then... Is that not good? That's I, not I actually, good? How is that I, good? I actually thought Richard was going to come with a very different argument that I might have bought, which is the politicking, that you can cast this and be like, we need a wrath for the table. Oh, if you can. You give me the wrath. Like, that would be the one reason I would consider playing this card. Like, we need a we need a, a Blasphemous Act. I'm going to cast this. Give me the Blasphemous Act and, you know, a couple other decent cards and we'll make this work. But I don't think drawing your three worst cards is worth it. Like, is it three mana draw three, control, but... It's a failure in deck buildings. If you draw cards it's off of your deck, and you're like, wow, what trash. <laughs> I'm like, why okay, are they okay. in your deck? <laughs> Richard, Richard, is it a failure on deck building if, A, I didn't draw Birds of Paradise on turn one? Like, every, every... That's not my fault I didn't draw it on turn one, right? <laughs> and and your deck, if it's green, it's loaded, right, with mana dork, sure. I like, like... Come on! But, but that, that's like saying a consecrated sphinx is bad because I may draw like six mana dorks off the top, right? You're like, I don't know, that's in your deck, right? Like this, this is, oh, yeah. But like the thing here is, consecrated sphinx is, is is all the randomness, sure, whatever. But it's still drawing you two cards per card drawn. This card is literally three mana. I like you. Okay, maybe so. The so, so you wouldn't. You wouldn't. So three mana. Essentially, what you're reading it as is like. Three mana, draw the three worst cards in your deck. You think it's, it's not like worth three mana? Like draw two because you really don't get the cards <laughs> you, you want. And each what? card is draw like three like worst cards you, in your deck, right? So if you just and play one, 
non-creature spell, they have to give you this, right? If you want a primal search, yeah, doesn't I mean, really you can work. If deck build your way you don't into, have to, yeah, <laughs> like, yes, but like, the, you can polish your way to get what you want. You can also deck build by restricting yourself, but you know, ignoring that, just in the general case, like, would you not? Isn't this still cracked? I haven't no, played it yet, but it not sounds cracked, sweet. But no, I'm confused. I'm, I'm so bad, dude. <laughs> I am so shocked that you guys are... It's the three mana draw, the three worst cards in your deck. Has yes, anybody ever played it? That's not good. Just, has anybody ever seen it being played? I... I kinda, only in Legacy. There was uh, there was a time oh, when it was played okay. in Legacy. I've never actually seen I've it see, as I've seen Casas, by the way. I think Tolman's <clears throat> cast us on Clash before. With it, politics uh, or just give me a lot of elf with this? Okay, don't play did he get? elf. But like, I, yeah, I guess. So you you're can. saying like, don't play any ramp spells. Like, play no well, ramp. Play nothing. Like, only play eight drops. If your deck is this and all seven so and eight if drops, you're then you're there are cards them. that you are very unhappy with whenever you draw them at any point in the game. I think you should reconsider your deck building, <laughs> right? Like, you should be happy drawing your cards, and you should be happy drawing three cards <laughs> off of your deck, right? Let, let's say if it's three mana, draw three lands. Would you? Would you uh, play that? No. No. I don't think so. No, like, not, why, not why, in why most lands decks. Not count as cards, right? Like, I, I think that's very good still, right? I mean, I'm looking, that's, I'm looking at some of your decks, Richard. Like, I'm looking at the birds deck, the Derevi <laughs> birds deck. So I'm okay, imagining I you cast this. Card. You cast this. I give you a fledgling osprey. That's your creature. Yep. I give right, you yeah. probably an offer you can't refuse. That's your spell, yep. and then an island. Yep. That's your land. And I'm so Are, happy about that. You're, okay. <laughs> Well, no. I mean, I don't think I would be happy about that. Like, if you're not happy about it, you should cut fledgling osprey out of your deck, <laughs> wait, right? Like, why is it there? Wait, why <laughs> why, why are you giving him a counter about drawing spell? a basic? Yeah. That's weird. Like, I, I don't know. Right? Like, I can see people like I don't want lands, but you need all your lands. You need to hit all your land drops, right? So the land is a good hit, right? So I and guess it, if the non-creature and the creature is not good, then like I don't even a late mana dork is not bad, right? Like I don't. But but like, remember really? too. But Jeez. remember too. You have to include like the the opportunity cost. This could be harmonized. This could be divination. <laughs> this could be like actual. this could be something that just said draw three cards. Are the so you then there's a chance you get this. good cards. Oh, I I play harmonize all the time, and I never play this. So I think yes, by definition, yes, I, I play harmonize over this. Every teamer deck. So I didn't know this card existed. I read this. I was like, what? Like, what have I been missing my entire I, life? <laughs> I mean, Richard does love the three mana draw threes. Jam it if you. I mean, honestly, I haven't played it in Commander, so maybe it's a lot better than I think. To me, I'm looking at the the downside scenario. Phil, but help me out. Phil gave it an A. Yeah, I'm thinking it's usable. <laughs> yeah, I'm thinking through my deck lists, and for example, in Lornus, I'm just happy for every card because even a mana dog gives me a clue. And the non-creature spells are actually all very powerful, I think, or counter spells, which. I happily take and i do think the land is actually what makes this card way better because you need to do have your land drops like it would be worse if it's you are guaranteed a land that's probably the best card you get out of this if they give you like they can't really give you the worst land in your deck is still a land but the worst creature might be an ornithopter or something um i would just be happy to play it I, and it sounds fun i don't think it sounds necessarily powerful just by definition it shouldn't be powerful but it just sounds super fun so that's why i gave it an a just because maybe at some point i'll play it to see what happens and the politicking is you're probably gonna get 
a wrath or something out of it if you you definitely get a wrath if you ask yeah right i do like the politicking (laughs) that that would the politicking could make me bump up my rating that's the that's the thing that i'm most interested in is if you can politic this into good cards just getting the bad cards though i'm i don't see the appeal you are going to try to politic out of your mind for the, some, <laughs> so, something that may well, not, not that even hard. happen. You're like, I need a wrath. And, like, the table needs a wrath. Like, I yeah. target you. Give me a wrath and two junkers, right? You can definitely get that. I can see that working. And, yeah. and the best part is you literally – you will never get what you want, dude. Because, like, I, you're, you're, they're going to see your whole deck. They know what you're – I mean, I, like, I'm surprised oh, no one brought that up. They see your whole deck now, right? So, right. like, maybe any surprises, like that surprise opposition agent or something is now known. They can also safely the- deduce what's in your hand. Like, oh, I don't see a rift oh, that, in that's here. That's too hardcore. Who's going to do that? I don't see a rift in here. There's probably I- a rift in your hand. <laughs> There's a much more practical concern is, uh, do you really want to sit there for the amount of time it's going to take for your opponent to look through yeah. every single card in your deck and decide which ones they should give you of those three types? Like, isn't it going to take 20 minutes to resolve the single right. spell? Okay. I'm, I'm building a Crim deck, all Phyrexian <laughs> cards, Korean cards, uh, Strixhaven Deeds, Textless and I'm like, Guided Passage, go. <laughs> one of each Time language, out. Richard, not wow. just Korean. Maybe you could get people to scoop. If you if you built your deck miserably <laughs> enough and targeted the right person, maybe you would just get someone to scoop and get the win that way rather than having to deal with resolving it. <laughs> Mix and matched basics. <laughs> <laughs> all right uh here's another just one destiny spinner wayne feller uh put this often in creature based strategies in order to get protection from counter spells what do you all think uh destiny spinner one in a green it's a two three enchantment creature creatures and enchantment spells you control can't be countered three in a green create uh, target land becomes an xx elemental with trample and haste where x is the number of enchantments you control it still land so oh we gave it all b's i give it a c i had it an a but it's also a b it waffles in between the two that's i don't know that's kind of where i'm at like awesome in enchantress decks is it worth playing outside of enchantress maybe like Like, making all your stuff uncountable it really depends on your play group that's the biggest thing like how many crims are in your play group (laughs) if your play group is full of crims this is s tier (laughs) take it well okay one thing we've already seen even with me at the table cavern of souls isn't enough (laughs) yeah right so so like and cavern of souls is way harder to interact with than 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 like uh like a just a creature However, it is nice to have redundancy, right? So, like, having Cavern plus this is nice. And regardless of how many crims there are in the play group, right, like how many control decks you go up against, just in the dark, right? If I am going in the dark, this is cheap enough to where it is a creature where I don't mind the investment of two mana, and I now can just play my cards freely devoid of counter magic. At least count things that actually counter. Sure, there are things that exile off the stack, which control decks also play. So um, I, I I don't know. I mean, this card is decent enough. It's cheap enough. And it has an activated ability that could actually just punch somebody. I'm not a believer. So Enchantress deck's obviously good, right? But in a generic deck, like, I don't think you should lean hard on this can't be countered stuff, right? Because it doesn't say can't be doombladed. It doesn't say, like, can't be fought. You need to play around all the stuff your opponent may have anyway, 
So just dropping a two mana two three to get rid of this like maybe threat of like counter spells, I don't think is worth it. So I think when you use the activated ability and it does something, which is basically enchantress decks, uh, it can be good. But generic deck, like I'd rather like take my high rolls with Oakum Adversary or something, right? Like <laughs> that, that just like hope. I play something and Krim wants to counter it, but then he can't because he has Destiny Spinner and he definitely doesn't have removal or whatever. Like, you know, like you got to play around all this anyway. So I, I don't believe just being uncounterable is enough, right? And if you're really worried, Cavern is a land. It's like a free spell, basically. It's your land, right? So I don't know. I don't really buy this uncounterable aspect of it. So you don't think uncounterable stuff like this is worth it at all then, basically? Because I think Destiny Spinner is the best version of, like, a creature that says your stuff can't be countered. So just the whole, so that whole archetype that. isn't worth Wait, it. What about the, the three-mana? Does it have Flash? Like the Leopard or whatever? Oh, it does not have Flash. Oh, it's a Prowling Serpopard or whatever, yeah, however so you pronounce it. Three-mana, three-mana, four-three. Allosaurus Shepherd is good, but it's only specifically it's green. green. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But it's a one drop. It is a one drop. I, I don't. I don't fear counter spells, so I don't know. I, I feel <laughs> paying mana to get around a counter spell is not worth it. Hmm. I mean, maybe that's like, what, true. what are all the games that you don't have this right, or you know, if they have removal or whatever. Like you, you need to navigate this anyway. But maybe it's different because in twenty twenty three we have so many free counter spells. There's like no playing around a counter spell, right? So yeah. if you really need to land that creator hoof, like yes, <laughs> this huh. could do it. So maybe, but I don't know. I don't put. I don't. I don't think it's like. Actually, that if you're crazy. a creature combo deck, I would probably say that if you want to play it to the fullest, you kind of have to include something like this to tutor up. If like if you run into a two control decks or something, and you want to pull off a Kiki combo or something, you should probably Green Sun Zenith for this first. Although. I don't know, any, you can't green suns this, but not your Kiki if you play this. So any creature combo that tutors up creatures should probably play one of the creatures that prevents this, but also a creature that prevents other form of removal. Just have this in your toolkit if you play, plan on doing something special with what your creatures. Just like defense grid or something, or I don't know. Like kind yeah, of the, I mean, if you if you're the a creature deck. or whatever that shuts off everything, all interaction on your turn as well, like maybe yeah. that would be. It's I mean, removal too, right? Grand Abolisher or something. You can also just yeah. play yeah. this like a silence. It's only two mana, so you can't wait until the turn that you're going to try to combo and like play this. If they counter it, then they use their counter, and then you follow up with the combo. So you don't have to just run it out on turn two and be like, oh, I'm going to combo on turn eight. I hope it lives. <laughs> All right. So last card from Mason Potato. Uh, Culling Ritual. Uh, always shocked when it's played. It's insane. It just got printed. It's not overly... Uh, overbearing or overpowered it's two and a green and a black so four mana sorcery destroy each non-land permanent with mana value two or less add black and green for each permanent destroyed this way i gave it an a you know i'm just gonna say richard's not dunking on any cards yet i feel i'm like being super generous uh, i'm the dunker if anyone yeah <laughs> you guys are dunking on cards but Krim and phil b Seth C, you don't like calling ritual? I've never, Seth? I've never really understood the appeal of this card outside of decks that are like using it on their own stuff, or like I'm gonna make a bunch of tokens and make a ton of mana or something. But like, I don't know, mana value two or less just seems very restricted. You're like getting everyone's mana rocks. That seems like, I guess, the main value if 
if that's your thing. I know this is like a CDH staple, apparently. If you just look at the decks that play on EDH Rack, this is like very heavily played in any deck in the colors in CDH. But in more casual games, is it worth it? Like, I feel like you just blow up everyone's mana rocks and become the enemy and hope, I don't know, hope for the best, hope that the mana you make off of this lets you pull far enough ahead. But it seems like it's just going to enrage the table because you blow up all their signets and keep them from doing things. You enraged the table, and you blew up their setup, but now you've got this burst in mana. And I I don't know, the burst in mana, like, if you can obviously, if it pays for itself, and uh, you're you're fine with that, if if it does more, then it's like, whew, that's great, right? So, I I don't know, I mean, I think this is, by no means, I I think this is a specific deck kind of, like, sweeper. Uh, It's... It's nice to have it in those decks. Let's just say like a, a Marin deck where you know all the one-drop stuff you can just bring back. The two ones and twos you can bring back easily. So there's lots of ways in Golgari to reoccur the things. So uh, the things that you have. So being able to get a burst in mana for it and also like like destroying and disrupting all your opponent's setup is pretty nice. I do like it. I, I, this... I don't play it myself, but I've been blown out very hard by it and then the person that it was on commander clash i don't know who it was but somebody wiped like a couple of tokens all the mana rocks and then have like nine mana and then you rebuild your board if you blew up anything and best case you didn't blow up anything and stick off the mana and play like i don't know something big uh avenger of zandika you could probably play this before even to get oh i think Everything that creates free mana has an insanely high ceiling, and this is probably no different. the The floor is pretty low, like two <laughs> one mana value soaring. Can... Yeah, that's I mean, that might happen. It's, it's like any wrath; you don't cast it if it has. <laughs> yeah. The floor is terrible, right? But I actually don't play this because I think it's too good. Ooh. I think so. You don't normally snap it off on turn four, right? You snap it off on like turn six or something. You get this huge burst of mana, and then you deploy whatever threat. Um, it kills like all mana dorks, mana rocks. Uh, if someone has a token deck, like you basically just won the game. <laughs> so I, I think it's actually treasures. extremely strong, and it's in the colors that you typically don't get hurt because you can just use real ramp. Like you don't need to play the mana dorks, and you don't need to play the um, the mana rocks. So you can really set everyone back to the Stone Ages, and then while accelerating yourself, and you become arch enemy. But you just got like five extra mana or like eight extra mana or something, right? So you that should theoretically let you deal with being arch enemy. So right. I do like that aspect. Um, so I actually and think it's a really strong card. When you it, when you think about it, if you if every one of us play a mana rock or any kind of artifact between turns one and and four, I, it already paid for itself. It is a free. Yeah. It's it's free. So anything past that, if if any of us do more than one artifact or impermanent that's two or less mana it's it's absurd right it's just really good oh it's yeah. so good against loners this just <laughs> oh, makes oh, yeah, like, that, oh my that, i do like the destroys any treasures and clues and yeah. with this yeah <laughs> or like any any weenie decks that like low to the ground right like it's it's everything two or less yeah uh, all right so we, we averaged out to a b even though we were all over the place on this one <laughs> All right, so that is all the cards. So thank you to everyone who sent in so many cards. I found a lot of cool cards. I thought I was going to dump cards, but there were some like crazy cards I didn't know existed. Um, 
You guys are all wrong. Guided passage is still S. Okay. <laughs> I dare you okay, to play sure, it, Richard. I dare you to play sure, it. I want to. I want to see you practice. Me Prove three us cards wrong. that I'm not happy about. You're gonna be so sad. Like, what's it gonna be like? Oak of adversary, final fortune, and city of traders. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you <got me>. Open, <laughs> open into wonders. Probably in there too somewhere. <laughs> I'm gonna give you your favorite creature, unless it has indestructible, and then I'm gonna get you with force of despair. <laughs> oh, that movie. Yeah, but Just I think make- a lot of cards here that. I think we can start playing. I think there, there's some hidden gems in here. It's there definitely are. So thank you to everyone who sent in their cards, and uh, we'll see you here next week. See you. <laughs>